Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2166. So it turns out, and this is kind of shocking, but I guess from a certain point of view, it should have been perfectly obvious that... For all the talk about Star Wars being a space opera, yeah it is, but it's actually a space opera about a series of violent revolutions. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So. Star Wars as a genre is not quite science fiction, and it's not quite fantasy. The particular category into which it falls is space opera, which, for all I know, might have been made up specifically for Star Wars. But basically, a space opera is like a soap opera in space for all intents and purposes. And soap operas actually have kind of a similar structure, if you will, to the kind of entertainment that George Lucas enjoyed when he was a kid. Serials, right? The movie serials where you would get a little bit of an episode of something and it would end with a cliffhanger, and then it would be resolved with the next episode. Well, basically, George Lucas did that within Star Wars, multiple cliffhangery situations, multiple, oh my gosh, how are they going to get out of this kind of situations? Yeah, space opera for all intents and purposes. And like we were talking about yesterday with The Mandalorian and how Pedro Pascal rightly noted that it is really built on relationships and characters, it also happens against a very large backdrop. The first six movies of the Star Wars saga are about Anakin Skywalker, about his fall and his redemption, and yet it is set against the backdrop of war, of, of against violent revolutions. In particular, I mean, and it happens over and over again. So the Phantom Menace starts off with a blockade, but then becomes a violent revolution instigated by the Trade Federation, and they commit all sorts of war crimes on Naboo before they are eventually kicked out and you know, done for by a you know, small rebellious force within the Galactic Republic. It's not actually sanctioned by the Galactic Republic itself, and it has two Jedi Knights who definitely shouldn't have been part of this rebellion because they were not authorized, and yet they were. Then you have Attack of the Clones, which is all about another you know, violent rebellion. It's about the Separatist organization breaking away from the Galactic Republic, and this is causing all sorts of problems. But it doesn't become a full-scale war until the end of the movie, and then, of course, the multiple seasons of the Clone Wars that happen in the three years in between that movie and Revenge of the Sith, which culminates with the end of 
one war, and I mean, we all know that the war was manipulated, which is its own problem, and results in the rise of the Galactic Empire, which is in place for 19 years, and a rebellion against that Galactic Empire raises up, and we see that fought out in the Star Wars Rebels TV series, we see it in Rogue One, and then of course we see the you know, final dominoes of the Empire's downfall with another violent rebellion happening in A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And Star Wars even depicts variations on the extremity of rebellions, particularly with the contrast of Saw Gerrera and Mon Mothma and their leadership and what each of them is willing to do with their own rebel cells. We learn a lot more about Saw Gerrera and the lengths to which he will go, not just in Rogue One, but also in Star Wars Rebels and even in the Clone Wars and also the novel Rebel Rising by Beth Revis that chronicles Jyn Erso's upbringing from the time that we see her being picked up by Saw Gerrera in the prologue for Rogue One and then when we see her again when she's at the Imperial Prison labor camp on Wobani. But violent rebellion isn't even limited to the good guys. I mean, I guess you could say that the Separatist violent rebellion was a bad guy rebellion, but it was sort of orchestrated, so that makes it even weirder. But the First Order that's just a straight-up violent rebellion without any other machinations behind the scenes, right? That is just, hey, we had a galactic republic that was at peace and maybe the government wasn't that great, but the First Order just went and obliterated it and tried to take full law and order military control of the whole galaxy. So that was a violent rebellion in its own right. And then The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker ultimately deal with the Resistance being turned from a ragtag force that's trying to keep an eye on what's going on with the First Order and trying to alert the New Republic of how bad the threat really is to being the rebellious force that has to overthrow this other violent rebellion. So I'll tell you, you know, after looking at Star Wars through this lens, I have to say on the one hand, I'm kind of disturbed. I mean, yeah, that's something that you know, has been kind of right in front of all of our faces all these years, and yet I don't think we really tend to think about Star Wars that way. We really do tend to focus on the relationships and the characters and so forth. But man, oh man, you know, there's that. And of course, there's the notion that George Lucas has drawn from real-world historical events like the Vietnam War, like the uh, events in Nazi Germany to help inspire some of the events of the movies that we know and love. And so, you know, the notion that we could be living in a time that could be inspiring to other Star Wars movies or that could have been inspired in its way by current Star Wars movies, yeah, it, certainly makes things more than a little complicated. So what do you think about this when you consider the notion that the Star Wars movies are largely about violent revolutions and that they reflect the world of our parents and our grandparents and are quite possibly holding a mirror up to the world in which we're living right now? Let me know. Uh, chime in on any social media for the show or at home base at sw7x7.com. And that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, please keep yourself and your loved ones and your communities safe and healthy. Remember that Black Lives Matter and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.